0: A lot of couples find themselves at home with an extraordinary amount of extra time together with each other, with their kids, uh, and it caught a lot of us off guard, right? Yes. We're in a unique time. It's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. The and Obviously, we're talking about COVID-19, which um, we, talk, we mentioned it last week, and it has, I mean, unfortunately, it's continued. Yeah. To, the numbers continue to rise. I just looked at it before we hopped on here. 20,000 more cases. It went from 200,000 to 224,000. And the, the site that I used to track it overnight.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a 10% increase overnight on this thing that's been around for three and a half months yeah. since December. Yeah. So it's changing a lot and it's mm-hmm. putting us kind of face to face with each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: and face to face with our own Mortality. You know you've seen ways. the
1: homeschool memes out there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Everybody's a homeschooler. Everybody's a homeschooler. So this episode is devoted to kind of sharing really really honestly what we've done in the past because it's not if we're honest, we're not a true we're not truly disrupted by this, the Frederick family. Right. Because I work from home, we we home educate.
1: Yeah, it doesn't disrupt our or maybe our day to day tasks, but the whole there's been a whole like heart and emotional and yes, mental very much side. So. That it's weighed heavier on but there's there's just some things you want to share that we've learned with you and stumbled through before and hopefully can we can shed some light on um some rhythms and routines that have helped us uh, cope with so much time together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, both as a married couple, but also as parents with young kids. So it's going to be a fun conversation and we'll see you on the other side.
1: Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
0: Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between.
1: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage.
0: This episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is brought to you by Vance Refrigeration. You wish.
1: <laughs> you stopped me for that. How do you know? Goodness. How do you
0: know that they haven't sponsored us? <laughs> it's probably a real company out
1: there. <laughs> It's pretty awesome if it is. Got my vote. Anyways, we'll we are—we really are living history right now. There's a lot happening around the world, um, and as believers, I think we can take heart and cling to hope yeah. uh, because of Christ in this time. And we can also uh, love our neighbors—literal neighbors around us. Um, social distancing, yes, but um, we've kind of found ourselves reaching out to in different ways to each other, and I think it's—it's it's refreshing and it's. Um, It's a kind of a jolt to the system, right? Very much so. So that's not really like driving the conversation here, but it definitely, I think, was the big, how do we just, you know, you got to acknowledge the elephant in the room and talk about it. and But there's a healthy way for us to kind of move forward.
0: And for a lot of us, this is our new normal.
1: Yeah. And so
0: it's not, unfortunately, this this pandemic is not going to just be gone overnight. Right. It's going to be around in our state. Um, yeah, Washington
1: State is one of the highest right
0: now. One of the highest, and they are also considering. So they closed schools down for six uh, f- weeks. For six weeks, mm-hmm. but now they're talking about how they won't open up won't open up any schools until fall again, right, and right. we're in March right now.
1: Yeah,
0: so that's a big deal. Yeah, and so we're having to settle into a new normal, and mm-hmm. so we don't want to pretend like this is just going to go away. So let's talk through how we can really press into this as a family, mm-hmm. as a married couple, as parents, and as the the now the. But, new educators of yeah. our kids but also there's all kinds of opportunity it's rife with opportunity yes yes uh, so that's what we want to focus on and how do we leverage and steward those opportunities for discipleship for instruction for teaching yes. for training as effectively as we can because
1: we got time people we, we got, got time, time. We so got time. before we get started with any of that just thank you so much to our listeners our raters and reviewers if you have not done that already please take five seconds to do that hit that highest star rating <laughs> um i mean <clears throat> hit that rating as, as best you can it's
0: the by far the most satisfying star to <laughs> it hit it really is, is. <laughs> it really is just yeah. trying to help
1: you out um but yeah and leave a quick review it definitely helps us get the word out mm-hmm. uh and I read reviews for other podcasts, so I want to know oh, it's what so people important. think. It's so, so important. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you want to support this podcast, I'm going to try this. You can do so via Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage is where you can go. And we just ask two things that you consider. Uh, you pray about it and consider it together. And then what was the second thing?
0: And you actually do it. You do
1: it. Okay. I, th- I was like, is there something I'm missing here? <laughs> little on the nose there. Um, yeah. So we would love to lock arms with you and continue to keep uh, mm-hmm. this podcast ad free, except for Vance Refrigeration. And we make exceptions. We make exceptions. For things we really believe in. Yes. So is that it? Is there anything else you <clears throat> want to mention? Yeah.
0: If you have any questions, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. There's a button there.
1: Yeah, and we've got a bunch of interviews kind of in the in the can here, and we're I'm excited to share some we of do. them.
0: We have about ten right now.
1: Goodness, Freddie,
0: it's, get uh, on that. We, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the pressure. There, it takes a lot longer to to edit the interviews, and with the book coming up, which by the way, oh yeah, with see through marriage Ooh. coming out in May. Okay, when we're recording this, we it's in the middle of March, so in about a month and a half, this book will drop. We just. And by the way, if you want to be part of our launch team, it's not too late, although it's almost too late. Almost
1: too late. <laughs> so make
0: sure to go to com. There's a little form there, fill out the launch team thing. But anyway, the book hit number 14 Ooh. as of today on the Christian marriage and relationships and it's number one new release, I think.
1: It, it is in something. In something, anyway. In, oh, Christ- dating, in dating in, and dating relationships. Yes, yes. Anyway,
0: we are just thankful for that. Obviously, it's resonating already. Hopefully, <laughs> with with folks. So um, <laughs> yeah, go to seethroughbook.com. dot com. You can pre-order that. If you are on the launch team, here's here's the good news. You get the access to the ebook early Ooh. for free. Ooh. So you do have to pre-order the book, and give us a receipt number, and then after you pre-order it, then you get on the you su- submit the form. We will send you an ebook download thing, and that way you can actually read and review the book.
1: Easy peasy lemon squeezy.
0: The only things we're asking is that you um, actually read the book and then you write a review on Amazon when it comes out. Yes, so that's uh, fairly, I think, easy if you want to be part of easy that. Peasy. Otherwise, if you don't want to be a part of that, then you can just wait till it comes out. No, no worries, no harm, no foul.
1: Then you can buy five. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> 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 talking kind of a bit about our our home life right now, not not our specifically. We'll, we'll definitely share examples, don't you worry. Uh but we are talking about if we're taking some inventory of our life, right, as a married couple, what what do we what does it look like? Are we are we honoring God in the way we live at home? You know, after work? Uh what is what is, you know, biblical homemaking? We see it throughout the Bible, hmm, Proverbs yeah. thirty one. You know, are we really stewarding our time well to God's glory at home? I know that our, t- our tendency when we were first married, I think, was just like, you know, go work, get the money, you know, get paid, come home, like, do what you want, relax, rest. And not to say that any of that is bad, right? Like, we do have to have a place of rest. We need to have that rhythm, like, built in. But I think if we're just kind of left to our own of, like, we come home and we do kind of whatever we want or whatever chore is ready to go or waiting for us, usually that's my job, <laughs> um, <laughs> then it's – I think we're, we are bordering on – being passive about our lives. And there's just so much opportunity for us to be intentional and in how mm. we live and worship God on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. There's so much uh, room for intentionality in terms of being fruitful, mm-hmm. uh, of having a home life uh, and community and uh, what that looks like. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to start with one of my good friends, Lydia. She
0: Which uh, she will hopefully be writing for Fierce Parenting yes, soon. She She's yes, she uh, is just amazing.
1: Check her out on Instagram, Oceans Never Fill. Uh, she said, Christians ought not to be passive consumers of the world, but rather intentional worshipers, not just reassessing life when things go wrong, but evaluating our choices always. And I f- I was like, yes, yes, yes. I wish I could hit the heart button like 30 times. But it's so easy for us, I think, to come home again and be a passive consumer, right? Through our huh. screens, we're tired. But we're, I mean, and even when our kids come home from school, which now they're home all the time, but when kids come home from school, we're we're all tired, maybe, yes, we need to recognize different cycles, like different mm. like physical cycles, but yeah. overall, we are called to be worshipers, so how can we worship God through our home life? and one of those ways that we've talked about is is just rhythms and kind of routines. Mm. Uh, go I don't ahead. want you
0: to go any further. I want you to <laughs> I worship want you to stop right there worship God through our home life um, that's profound. You're that welcome. is a profound reality. well, you didn't create the reality, so. It's true. I'm thanking the Lord for okay, this. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's a profound ability that we have to worship God through our home lives. In that mm. So often we, we treat our home lives, and this is what you're talking about. We treat it as kind of the accessory to the main thing.
1: Right, right. That the
0: main thing is my career. The main thing is my ambition. The main thing is the eight hours that I spend away from the home during right, the day. Right. But what if that flipped? What if our home life was the main thing? And the job was just a thing to support the home life, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that we were ambitious about. It was the thing that we were, like, like eager to yeah. improve in. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, what that's, better
1: time to start? Yeah, improving some of those areas or just yeah. identifying, I think, and having, yeah, asking the Lord to kind of shift our hearts in this season. I mean, we have so much time yeah. that it can either be mm. a burden or a blessing, depending <clears throat> on how we. Uh, Yeah. Pursue it.
0: It's really putting that our cultural idol of work and identity and work on the chopping block right now. And we're realizing how much we really live to work and how much we don't naturally work to live. Does that make sense? So usually we're like, that's our ambition, like I just said, but you got to flip it. We don't live to work. We work to live. Work is a, is a means to an end, not the end in itself. Right. And so that this disruption of our economy, this disruption of our daily lives, this disruption of our normal community routines, mm-hmm. really does give us a ripe opportunity to do exactly what you're saying: is to not live passively, to get back on the on the tips of our toes and be and and agile in these things. Okay. Mm. So the image that comes to mind, you used our friend Lydia, her quote. Her, by the way, you, you mentioned this, but her Instagram handle is "Oceans Never Fill." Mm-hmm. What I love about that is this makes me feel like. This whole pandemic feels like you get hit by a a rogue wave. Mm. You're walking along the beach, and then boom, you get just pile-drived into the sand, or you get knocked back. And what happens when you get knocked back by a wave? You can't fight the wave. You you are pushed back, and you get caught on your heels. And it's only a matter of time until that initial hit kind of secedes and and goes away. And now you can start to actually get on the offense and start moving forward and living really intentionally in these things. And I think that's what you're getting at, is not living passively, but getting back on the tips of our toes and aggressively i do mean aggressively like like seizing these days right right it's a beautiful opportunity
1: yeah so. and i think you know we don't mean to even as believers but we do kind of acquiesce to cultural schedules and cultural norms when really i think god may be trying to pull our hearts back to him in different ways and one of those obviously big ways is, is our home life and in our relationships with yes. each other. Yes. We post pictures on social media of the one time all our kids are smiling. Right. But truly, is that something that is being lived out? Is that something that we can, are we just trying to get it to post it or is it a, a real thing in our life? You know, and that's, that's my, always been my question in my heart, but. Yeah.
0: Well, we have this, this, uh, truth in our culture is Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Like pics or it didn't happen. Like you can't just live a fun moment with your kids. You can. And lots and, and, and <laughs> <We> pro- <do. laughs> probably thousands and hundreds of thousands of people do this every right. day. But on social media, you get the sense that if you didn't actually post about it, it didn't actually happen. Right. Right. If at least that, if that's something that we spend our time on. So,
1: right. So it kind of begs the question, you know, if we're not doomed to just like live this life and die, right. God has more for us. What if, what if we were intentional about our rhythms? What if we were intentional about, you know, knowing our kids. And I'm not saying that we aren't intentional. Don't get defensive here. I'm saying... Who's getting
0: defensive? What if... I'm not defensive. You're defensive. What if we
1: spent more time, you know, just being with them and hanging out with them? And I can't tell you how many times I've hung out with our kids and I've just been... I've learned so much from them because you just watch them be little people and they show you so much about who God is, about our sin nature, right? There's just Mm -hmm. so much to be gleaned there. So how can we experience more of god at home
0: Hmm.
1: um and i've been reading ruth chau simmons beholding and becoming book and this is not a plug it's just an awesome book if you uh haven't checked it out do it Uh, my word for this year was beholding and that was before i knew she wrote a book but uh she quotes goethe in this and she says ceaselessly cease endlessly striving for what you would like to do and learn to love what must be
0: done Mm. love me some (laughs) some (laughs) wolfgang what's his name Johan. Johan. Ah, whatever. He's a German guy.
1: (laughs) Goodness. That's
0: funny. I can't get his name right to save my life, but Goethe is an amazing writer. So what does that quote actually mean? What what are we talking about here? So it says, what's the quote again? It says, (laughs) where is it? Uh, It's right here. Cease endlessly striving for what you would like to do and learn to love what must be done. Okay. So there's obviously there's a lot in there, but learning to love what must be done, obviously learning... Right. Is adjusting our heart, not around just trying to uh, do what we want, but seeing what must be done and then learning to reorient our priorities around what must be done. Mm. Begs a huge question, of course. Right. What what actually must be done? What ought we do? What ought we not do? As Christians, we have God's word, right? And it does give us wisdom, clearly. It gives us yeah. instruction. It gives us a set of priorities, which is... Uh, go forth and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. That's the, the Christian marriage priority kind of make
1: disciples yeah,
0: and then go make disciples and baptizing in the name of the father, son, the Holy spirit. So we have kind of, we have this stewardship and discipleship are our priorities. So now in terms of the home life, what ought to be done or what must be done and how can we learn to love that discipleship of each other,
1: right?
0: Discipleship of our kids, right? Uh, now, how do we learn to love those things?
1: <laughs> well, it's saying what if what if we learn to love what must be done instead of just checking the boxes? Essentially, is there more?
0: What do you mean by checking the boxes? I, I, we say that a lot, but what do you mean? I'm going like... to force you to articulate it.
1: <laughs> okay, so kids are fed. They've had playtime. They've had instruction and in like school and. It's just kind of like okay, I got to do this. The next, it's kind of moving that um, that feeling of just moving on to the next thing and moving through the day. Just kind of keep moving forward. Just check the boxes, do all the things, so that maybe at the end of the day, when the list is done, then I can feel this kind of sense of accomplishment. So it's or, like a
0: to-do list of boxes. Yeah, that it's, you're it's checking a to-do off.
1: list rather than a right. uh, uh, soul experience of like sanctification, right? And, and hmm. like I'm not just parenting is not just feeding your children, making sure they don't die and giving them activities to do, right? Fe- like having children is is a blessing. And so if that's the truth here and and if being married is a blessing as well, like there's there's right. ways we our will needs to value that. Our hearts need to become start valuing the things of yeah. God in the ways that he is wanting us to value them.
0: So all of this is about reorienting our affections or our priorities around these big topics, big uh to dos, but not just doing them, but doing them with a glad heart that well, sees the value yeah, that God sees in those there's things. There's
1: a bigger purpose in, in those. Okay. There can be if you don't if you decide to kind of walk in that. So, so
0: this conversation, just listener, we'll we'll spend a little bit more time talking about the parenting dynamic because that is kind of the one that we're all feeling the most yeah. in this. Uh, but I don't want to go too far down the parenting side because we're, you know, we want to Hashtag stay in the fierce
1: parenting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we want to stay in the in the marriage space too, because that's why people are t- turning this on, right? Right. So,
1: well, and that's the. I mean, we were just on a call with the Jacobsons, so Matthew and Lisa, Matt and Lisa Jacobson, they were, they said something profound to me about how they really established kind of their marriage for their children. They have eight children, and so they said every morning, eight children. I know they had they had coffee time every morning. And that was, like, the kids could come and join, but they could not interrupt it. They could not, like, take over it. So they set that, that simple boundary... And through the years, they said as their, their oldest, I think is 26 now and they live across the country and they just keep coming back and they, they say, you know, the parents, Matt and Lisa are like, what do you guys want to do? Like when you come back for Christmas break or when you come to visit and they're like, we just want coffee time. Like we just want to be a part of that and just sit there. And they, they were so thankful for that, for seeing that modeled of their marriage being a priority in their day-to-day life, uh, and the love that was exchanged and how they communicated with each other, um, it spoke volumes to, to them as, as kids and now young adults. And so that's, I think, just one example of how we can have this, this, see our day, right? As a, Lord, what do you want from me today? And what can I, how can I serve you? How can I love my family well mm. as an act of worship unto you and of gratefulness? Mm. Um, and there's, there's a lot of ways that we this looks, or yeah. a lot of ways this can play out, I suppose.
0: Yeah, so let's maybe start With You said coffee time. So let's look at a day in a life, like a weekday. Okay,
1: In Uh, a normal day? As in pre- pre,
0: No, I'm saying like right now. Right now, yeah. And some of this stuff is normal for us. And so that's, I think, what we're trying to add is kind of our, because I work from home, because we home educate, we're not rushing out the door in the morning. So we have more bandwidth. It's kind of common in, in the Frederick household- for better or worse, <laughs> but it's common in, al- in almost every household around the world right now that you're going to have all this bandwidth now. Yeah. So, what does a day look like in light of this new normal that we're going to be experiencing for the next for the foreseeable future? Yeah, and I don't
1: want to like gloss over it because so, I think we, you know, as a family, we kind of wake up. Uh, we let the kids sleep because he, Lord knows we need little kids to sleep as long as possible. <laughs> um, so we just kind of let the kids, you know, wake up as as needed. Sometimes you're up reading your Bible. It
0: um, kind of depends on how the night went with yes. the kids because <laughs>
1: we're still kind of in that stage
0: of we're in that stage. Some, yeah, some nights, so I I tend to field the the older two. Yeah, the three year old and the six year old if they have night issues or crying or they need you know they need snuggles at night. Like I'm yeah. the one that's that's fielding those. Yes,
1: and I got the baby.
0: And Selena's taking care of the the youngest. Yeah. And so it just really depends. Like some mornings I'll sleep in because right. I just was up for like two hours. And this the is, kids. Right.
1: And this is just kind of a, a season that, that is happening right now. And so yeah. our mornings, thank you God for flexibility and grace in those mornings. Typically we wake up, whoever's up kind of starts coffee and starts breakfast and we all, the kids come out, you know, they kind of trickle out and they either pick up a book and read if breakfast isn't ready or they start playing and we just, we make coffee and breakfast and we sit together. And they don't always
0: pick up a book automatically. Sometimes you will have to urge them to do that or like
1: they'll just kinda come and snuggle sometimes too
0: and And if I'm reading one of my books, they'll come sit on my lap or they'll do that with you.
1: Yeah. And so we'll just we will all make an effort though to sit around the table in the morning and have breakfast together. Um, and that looks different, different days. You know, sometimes we will uh, read a Bible story from the Jesus Storybook Bible. We will do um, another book of reading. Sometimes we'll sing songs. It just kind of, we have a lot of activities, I guess, to choose from with our morning time. But we, we typically try to connect yeah. with each other and pray together as a family in the morning. Um, and then typically you go up
0: stairs to... Sometimes in the morning time we'll do... Um, I'm, I want to round out that a little okay. bit because we'll do... It kind of turns into it's breakfast, but it also evolves into like our family worship time.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Family devotional time. And that's what I meant. And it's not always super rigid, but it is. We try to get the girls thinking in terms of Jesus every day. And that's, like you said, Jesus Storybook Bible, or uh, we really value God's Word like fully. So. We've been reading more out of John, mm-hmm. just and going through and let, like not filtering, but letting the stories be the stories, yeah. and then let the girls. We ask them retention questions. Yeah, who you know who who was the name that they mentioned, or right. what did Jesus do, and then okay, how, why do you think he did that, or how do you think that felt? Mm-hmm. And try to ask them some of those questions, and this doesn't happen like this every day, but that's yeah. on some days we'll do this. Yeah, and then Celine, yeah. like you said, we'll do some singing, but typically it'll evolve into some sort of teaching right. instruction. And that's a rhythm that has gotten to be so yeah. helpful to us and to the kids because we're actually discipling them and saying, we're going to, we're showing you how to divide God's word uh-huh. at the age of six and three. Right. And our three-year-old, the other day we were talking about uh, Joseph and his coat oh, of many yeah. colors. I'm jumping in that, yeah. Well, it's, it works right now. Yep. <laughs> and it's Joseph and, and his coat of many colors. And she goes, oh, you mean like, uh, and, and, and Jesus is Jesus dad. And, of course, Joseph wasn't Jesus' father in the in that sense. And so I have to, like – that's where I get really like, hung up because I'm like, well, God is t- – the father is the father. <laughs> and not Anyway, uh, I get a little bit hung up on you it. You get too but
1: theological. I no. Do. Joseph is – there are two people with the same name. <laughs> and so she
0: – but she is starting to pick up on that. Yes. Like, this is the same guy, and she's remembering – she's three. Yeah, and
1: she's working she, hard. She's but... got a
0: mind like a steel trap, though. Yeah, she remembers watch everything. Out,
1: watch out.
0: And so that'll – well, it'll be an instructive time where mm-hmm. we'll talk through some of these bigger truths. And uh,
1: and this is not a long time. I don't want people to think that, oh, my gosh, <laughs> we could never do this with our kids. This is probably like over breakfast, which what takes like five minutes to eat, right? <laughs> and then it's yes. probably 10 to 15 minutes. And we've built it up over the time. It used to be shorter out um, like when we had younger flat. kids. But yeah. now, yeah, we can sit at the table for probably 30 minutes or so and and talk and read the Bible and ask questions. and
0: Right. And they're goofing off the whole time. Like they're not just engaged the whole time. Yep. They're they're actually, and so I don't want people to think that it's yeah. This it's like, not this
1: just like strict sitting at a desk, folded hands folded, and all of that. So, anyways, um,
0: you got mad at me for talking about Clementine's story.
1: No, I'm not mad at that. I thought you were giving me the no, the I was finger t- of like be quiet. I'm ready to talk. So <laughs> no. I'm just like go ahead. Go Selena ahead. writes.
0: You wrote the rundown today, and if I deviate at all, I'm not talking about deviating. That
1: wasn't that. I was like, "That's fine. It works." And then when you gave me the hand signal, so
0: oh, no, that was the. I want to add something, so don't go oh, on. Because felt, it felt like you'll you'll be quiet. Plow Right through to the next. This felt step. like
1: be quiet. So okay. Well, you know what? Okay. So a typical day <laughs> is us waking up, having breakfast, having morning time is kind of quote unquote what we have labeled it. Some people call it morning basket. Some people call it just. You know, coffee time or whatever, but it's just that sacred sort of time in the morning that has some boundaries on it. Um, And then you typically go head upstairs to go to work, and the girls and I start, uh, we start school. We start kind of our formal school, you know, the mechanics of reading, writing, math, and Mm -hmm. we also do classical conversation. So there's that takes about two to three hours because we are not, again, we're not rushing through checking off the boxes. This is something I've learned because I was like, well, if we're doing it at school at home, kindergartners are in school six hours a day so we need to do six hours school no that's that's not what's working there's no for need. Us. there's no need so we are taking it slower and we're going through yeah. each thing and they're learning it and retaining it and so we're spending that time you know not only just educating and going through the mechanics but we're also talking about why is this hard why are you having a frustrating time well
0: because yeah, our yeah, oldest yeah. does not like to read
1: she doesn't like to read. She doesn't like to write. She'd rather just do math and play outside. And that's great. I love that. So we're learning the t- how to do hard things together and why we have to do things we don't feel like doing. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, geez, I'm teaching a six-year-old. I still am learning this stuff, right? Like, it's so beautiful how God can disciple us through our children, right? And we're so we're mm-hmm. discipling each other and disi- being discipled as well. Yeah.
0: I wanted to add we've layered in a kind of a new routine as it's been nicer the last few days. Oh, yeah. Because um, when the
1: sun shines out up here, man, you got to get outside.
0: Yeah. And knowing that you're kind of going to kind of be inside most of the day. Yeah. So we've been doing a morning walk around our neighborhood.
1: Oh, man. The kids love it. They just wear their jammies and
0: yeah, but they wear right a after too, breakfast. Cold, but
1: and we just book it on out. They the ride block. their little
0: bikes. We walk. We have the stroller with the-, the Yeah, we the just connect with napping. each
1: other and we pray. I think lately I've kind of been trying to start praying a little bit for the for our neighbor's neighborhood as we're walking and- um, hmm. Yeah, it's been a good opportunity for us to just yeah and the, be out and about.
0: And part of the reason for that was the weather, but also it helps get the wiggles out for the kiddos. Yep, yep. And so they're a little bit more um, attentive when it comes to when it comes time to yeah, their to bodies their are ready
1: to kind of settle down and and, and yeah. do some things rather than trying to wrangle them. Sometimes you got to just recognize that like if it's getting going really badly. Try something else, (laughs) like try the other thing, try to lean into whatever. Like, if they're wiggling and not sitting still, recognize okay, it's time to take a break. You guys need to go outside for a bit, I need to regroup, you know, kind of thing like that. And that's okay, that's why we have the time and space to do this and recognize these opportunities. Hmm. So, yeah, we kind of do school, we do lunch, we kind of try to be outside and do having um doing activities in the afternoon. Uh, we'll do art, science, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we We typically have dinner around like 6.30 and the kids, we all have dinner together. That's, I feel like when we do more of the songs, we don't do the songs in the morning because we're all just kind of like ready to go. But the songs, Emmy yesterday was just like, daddy, we forgot to do songs last night. And we're like, what? And she's like, after dinner, we have to do songs. We didn't do songs. (laughs) She, that girl, man, she loves her routine. So
0: sometimes I'm just too tired. Right. I'm the leader of the songs. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Cause you're so, the only one that can play an instrument.
0: <laughs> I have this ukulele that we got. And uh, we've some songs are like we made them up. They're silly songs. Yes. And the kids love those. Yes. We have one that's called Hop Like a Bunny. And they just love that. Yes. Um, and then we also have obviously like Jesus Loves Me and songs that yeah. I try to learn a new song. I haven't learned any new ones in a while. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I know that time between lunch and dinner or kind of the, the, the witching hours of, you know, 3 to 5 to 6, 30 and 7, those can be hard. Um a lot of times we want to put a TV show on. Sometimes we do before dinner. I'll let them watch a 20-minute show cuz that's my time to prep. But mm. there are so many other options that we can do as far as not putting a screen in front of them and allowing yeah. them to either be bored and find something to do or to play or to listen to a book on tape kind of thing. There's just there's so much more and this is where the richness I think is there's an opportunity for it to not just okay, go watch TV. You haven't watched anything yeah. today. It's like, no, this is a really good time for your brain and your heart to go engage with something in order to engage with your sister.
0: Um, I wanted to add a thing to that for husbands. Okay. So if the husband is the one working from home during this season or if it, 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 whatever, um, I know that I struggle a lot with, okay, breakfast is done. All right. Are you good? All right. I'm going to go get to work because I've got a whole thing, a whole list of items to get finished yeah. for today. And got them working on my heart in that and he still is, and I've started. Uh, it's, it goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning of this episode of not living to work, but working to live, and realizing that if these are the best moments, in a lot of ways, are the best moments of our life mm-hmm. because of the kids where they're at, and the fact that we're healthy and strong, and and I, I, why wouldn't I give up my family, who is a priority, some of the best moments of my day. Sure. And that includes the breakfast time, yeah. the the, t- the morning table.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that includes going on these walks. I mean, this morning right. you were like, you can come come on the walk today? Because sometimes I won't go. And sometimes you go on walks mid-morning, like at 10 yeah, or 11, yeah, yeah. and I've mm-hmm. already started work. And I always feel like I'm missing out. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to make it a priority. I'm just going to go. And you know what? The email that I'm anxious to return will return, be returned a half hour later. Right. And, and um, so I just want to encourage husbands yeah. that, that that's okay. Like, let work fall to the wayside. Even now, more than ever, I think you could probably get away with that. But I think find a way to let to give your family don't work. No, I'm just
1: kidding. Find your
0: way to give your family the best moments of your day, if yeah. you can. Yeah. Now, yeah. Again, you can't always do that, but during the season, you for sure can. And maybe you find a way forward to do that in whatever the next season looks yeah. like.
1: I think it's just recognizing those opportunities yeah. if you can, you know, take that minute to do mm-hmm. it or not do it.
0: And then I wanted to ask you another question. Okay. So we talked about kind of the witching hours of the day, yeah, between like three and six when you're pretty spent, I'm pretty spent. It's not time for dinner yet. not time for bed yet. Like there's time to kill. (laughs) How do we go through that time without just killing it? Right. And so one of the things you said was putting kids in front of a screen, which we're honestly not against. I think within, within moderation, within wisdom, within good boundaries, screens are good. But I want you to talk about the concept of twaddle because that's not, I'm serious. I feel like this would be helpful for people. It was helpful to us. There's a difference but not all content but, is created equal. Right. Not all shows are created equal. Yeah. Not all books so are created twaddle equal.
1: Twaddle comes from Charlotte Mason and if there's any homeschoolers out there, they probably know her. She lived in the uh, she's a British woman, uh, lived in the eighteen, early nineteen hundreds. Um, but she had this whole uh theology around home education and one of her th- things was Twaddle, and that was basically kind of like uh natural beauty and everything is so rich enough why should we like water it down for children in like little tiny or like um basic books right that that
0: don't ask a lot of them that don't
1: ask or require a lot of them that don't paint much of a story that just kind of give them five pages of like so and so did this and that and that's it like no real You know, there's there's like things called living books and, um, you know, like wind in the willows and things that have really rich language and vocabulary uh, and things that require, you know, more of the child than just zoning and watching something, Mm -hmm. Um, which is why we again, we try to be intentional about everything that they do. So if they are watching a show, we're trying to be intentional about what shows they're watching, right? Like Kratz. Is awesome um, it the teaches wild, them the, the wild, wild crats yeah. <laughs> it teaches them stuff uh in a fun way but um
0: della knows all about like marine creatures because <laughs> just of that like show. start
1: spouting stuff off it's great but
0: we were we were we were at a zoo or something and we saw it i was like oh look uh uh it was like a manta ray and i was like that's a whale and she goes that's an orca daddy <laughs> <laughs> or like that's a stingray not yeah. a manta ray. <laughs> and so she's kept us sharp.
1: Yeah, but. I think it's just again it's this it's recognizing opportunities and being intentional and integrating all that we can.
0: I wanted to What is twaddle for marriage? Okay, so twaddle for marriage. we're getting back to the kid thing. Let's talk about marriage now. Yeah. How do we twaddle ourselves?
1: <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's just dumbing down, essentially. Is what 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 things are twaddle is like dumbed down versions yeah. of reality.
0: So every reality TV show. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Okay, I don't want to pick on anybody's favorites. All right, we is the Office twaddle because that's kind of our thing where we'll go to it because that's that makes us laugh. It helps us connect.
1: The Office is brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. It is. How dare you? It,
0: I'm just, I'm asking this. Get out. Co- okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, I've, Wrong
1: question again. <laughs> I
0: have knocked over a no, sacred, sacred I think, cow.
1: <laughs> I think it's okay to have, <clears throat> I don't know what you want me to say here, because I'm saying I'm like. i not
0: asking you, I'm saying let's have a conversation around it. I so, don't know,
1: I've never thought about it, to be honest.
0: Okay, well, let's think about it right okay, now. go. So twaddle in a marriage or a content or, or habits that ask nothing of us would mm. be like sitting on your couch with your with your phone. Right. Doing like the the easiest thing. I think basically... Right. Twaddle is the our tendency to choose the easiest, most entertaining, least engaging thing. Our friend Nathan has an amazing podcast. It's mm. called Gospel Tech. He he talks about this difference between tool tech and drool tech. Mm. And so, drool tech are things that you just consume. Tool tech is tech that you use to create or to accomplish some other greater thing. So good. Or so like with our kids, they they have this. Like we could put the, we could put them uh, on an iPad and say here's here's uh, a cartoon and just just be quiet right or we could say if you're going to put them in front of a screen right again there's balance here we don't put our kids in front of screens all the time but i think there there are a valuable tool in some Mm -hmm. regard just don't use it as a babysitting tool
1: yeah no there's there's again it's just recognizing where's where's Mm. the depth where's the joy where's the richness that can be had and if yes if you are tired take a break relax for a bit But again, that shouldn't be the, that should not be the generating force of your life, right? We're not living to get to this moment of taking a break. The moment is happening because our bodies just need a rest. But we are,
0: that's that's profound. We
1: are intentionally living out, you know, in worship Hmm. of God and we are learning about his creation. There's so much to be, if you can't look outside and see the magnificent glory of a tree Like, we need to get our heads on straight because there is so much out there. And I think
0: Hmm. it's all uh, the shouting God's glory. It is. It truly
1: is shouting God's glory. And the more we take the time to teach our kids that not just the mechanics of how to write the letter or how to do math. But if you understand that in the bigger context of creation, right? It's hmm. mind blowing. You can't sit at the table long enough to learn. There's just okay. not enough hours in a day, and I think with our marriages, we can tend to do that when we come home from work or we're done doing what we got to do. Yes, if you need a breather, recognize that routine. Okay, I need 20 minutes to kind of reset. That's fine. Do that.
0: So here's the challenge with that is because that 20 minutes could easily be be frittered away. Right. In a, in a way that's not actually restful. So like if I've said that to you, where I'm like, I just need 20, 30 minutes. Because I'm going to lose my mind. I'm tired. (laughs) I don't have any energy. And so I could go into the bedroom and get on my phone and start dinking around on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Or I could just put the phone down and I could just lay there and close my eyes. Right, right. And I can tell you without, like unequivocally, when I lay there and close my eyes, it is so rejuvenating. Right. I'll come out feeling great. If I'm on my phone, I feel like I feel worse than when I went in.
1: Well and again, see, these these routines and rhythms that we have should create fruitfulness in our lives, right? We should be worshipers that and stewards mm. and have time and space for the Holy Spirit to create fruit in, in our lives. If we constantly find ourselves frustrated, mm. we constantly find ourselves tired, we need to we need to stop and we need to reassess. Something is not right. If I don't have enough time to think And to plan, and to, and I'm not saying every day is perfect, but if I don't feel like I have the time and space to do that, then something else has got to go because our time right now as a family is what is important, and discipling each other as spouses. How are we, I always fault, the default is just phone or book, right? Like, I'm just like, what should I do in this, in this like break or whatever? So anyway, some of the daily rhythms I think we want to share, uh, that we can have just to give you ideas of like, okay, we have a, a downside. Kids are looking at me with, you know, big eyes and I don't know what to do. Or we're looking at each other on a Saturday morning, say you don't have kids and you're just, what should we do? Right. There's, we obviously connect through devotions, connect with each person in your family. So connect with each other. What does that mean?
0: Okay. Go. You're moving through these, connecting through devotions. What could that look like?
1: Uh, oh, well, reading read aloud is a big thing in our in our um, for the, for a married couple. Just... I'm, I know, I'm getting to that. Okay. I think reading the Bible aloud to each other can be very powerful. Mm. And I think reading it together um, has always been very powerful. Whenever you've read me the Bible or I've read you the Bible, I feel like it's been very Potent, huh. um, So that's, I think, one way we can connect with each other and, of course, talk about that, right? We can talk yeah. about devotions um, if you're reading a book. Um, but obviously, Scripture should be the core of those devotions. Um,
0: so typically, a, a devotional time will will have a component that is it's centered around reading Scripture. Yeah. Then we're discussing that Scripture. And then prayer. Yeah, yeah. And then if you feel led, some aspect of worship, which worship doesn't have to be singing. Right. It could be uh, you just marveling. Yeah. Look what God has done. Like saying you could worship is literally saying God, you're God. I'm not. Thank you. Yeah. And what is that thank you? What is your daily thank you? What are you grateful for? And that could be how you express worship. Right. So, daily Bible reading, daily devotional is the first rhythm. And then you said connecting with each member of your family is the next one. Right. Um
1: I think that's important you know. just for people with kids. I think it's yes. we need to connect with each other in a real and true way of not just how was your day. But hey, knowing what's going on in each other's lives, right? Um, and we can do this, you know. Like we said, you can integrate, right? Fresh air and activities. Go outside, go for a walk, and talk. Uh, it's a, a lot of times. It's a lot easier to do things with kids and talk to them while you're doing something. Kick the ball around.
0: Legos or a puzzle or yes, something too. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, so.
0: That's how you. That's how I connect with you. Just put Legos. In, some Legos in front of you. So how are you feeling about that? No, huh? you
1: were totally getting into the coloring books for a while. We were like, oh yeah, this is this is therapeutic.
0: Yeah, well, gel pens. Hello. <laughs> those things are satisfying. Not a crayon guy.
1: <laughs> Not a crayon. I can get
0: into the colored pencils, but the uh, the, the gel, gel pens, pens, that's where that's oh, where the, yeah. those are the money pens. Those are
1: the money pens. <laughs> so um there's I mean, there's a lot of just daily rhythms, I think, looking at the week, looking at day to day ways that your your family sort of falls into things right where are some areas you can kind of maybe tighten the belt a little bit or where are some areas that you can be a little bit more lenient
0: hmm.
1: um, but some weekly rhythms i think that are important again this is all for for to be able to um to be fruitful right in the things of god fruitful in how in what in knowing god through his word fruitful and worshiping god together fruitful and helping others and loving our neighbor's uh, literally right now, you know, as a couple, how can we, you know, Ryan, and I went and checked on a, an older lady that we know lives in the neighborhood and just before everything kind of hit the fan and we were saying, you know, if you need anything, please like let us know and gave her our number and all of that. And not to, to- we're not tuning our own horn here. We're just saying that God's, I feel like leading us to reach out to our neighbors that we'd probably just walk by. Right. Yeah. Um, So fruitfulness in that, fruitfulness in discipleship of each other um, and in the things of God, learning to value what he values. But if we don't have weekly rhythms in place, we don't have margin, we don't have a day where we set aside all of our work and we sit and worship. If we don't have margin even in the day-to-day, I don't think we are giving God that much time and opportunity to really work on our hearts and to really show us what it means to worship him through our day to day. Because I think, again, we can get so familiar with it. We can get so frustrated with it. And God says, I have so much here for you. If you are willing to dig a little bit. Um, Mm. So our weekly rhythms are pretty simple right now. We just have. Sorry.
0: Speaking of digging. Okay. uh, How do we dig in terms of our relationship with our spouse? So asking meaningful questions. Yeah. Like digging, trying to, right. Well, what do you? And it doesn't have to be intense, okay. But sometimes we just gloss over this stuff. We don't actually talk through. What do you? You know, here's our expectation. We're going to talk about weekly rhythms. Yeah. In that is intimacy. In that is maybe like a a family like missional check-in. Like yeah. how are we? Uh, whatever that weekly rhythm looks like. But it's we, in terms of daily rhythms and going through <clears throat> these conversational prompts. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well. Why? Why are you doing good? Or why are you, are you really doing good?
1: Yeah. What's going on in your heart? Yeah. And what's what's
0: emotionally, how are you feeling? I can see that you're a little bit off. Let's dig. Let's find out how I can, how can I love you in this? How can I disciple you through this? Mm -hmm. And how can I show you Christ in it? And so a lot of times you don't ever get to that point because we just say, okay, good. You said you're good. I'm going to get on my phone now, or I'm going to go take a shower, or we're going to go on to the next thing or whatever. Yeah. This is a great opportunity with all this time on our hands to actually stop and have slower conversations right and those conversations could be really topical so uh in terms of your marriage so uh mm. how how are you feeling about our our intimate life mm. are you feeling like i'm loving you well sure are you feeling like honored are you feeling sure. are you feeling cared for yeah or do you feel like maybe this is falling to the wayside A
1: checklist <laughs>
0: yeah do you feel like yeah it, it, last night we had an argument because you wanted to read something which is beautiful, and I was super tired. And I and he pulled out the book, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and that it's still raw. I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm really sorry no, for that. You're good. But I was tired. Mm-hmm. You, I, you don't look like I'm good right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just you your I not. was tired, and I'm like, doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't get to pull the I was tired. Oh, cards. you do.
0: We've uh, had that same conversation about, uh, about S-E-X plenty of times. Spell it out. <laughs> it's for all the children listening because they're all at home right now. Um, anyway, that was, uh, that was an opportunity to be like, uh, you, you were able to voice that you have not felt like we've connected and, and here's how maybe I've not loved you well as a husband. I connected
1: and... with you last month. Why <laughs> isn't that good enough?
0: <laughs> and so it was, it was very uh, helpful. So yeah. Around that, around your finances, we had, we had some time yesterday to talk through some of the big kind of what's happening with the markets and what should we do and should we what's happening with work and right. the fierce marriage stuff and what should we do and we're thinking about you know diff- different steps and that all has to do. And so um, we had an opportunity to have that conversation. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's digging, as you said, and digging in and getting into the work, the, the right. work of discipleship, the right. work of knowing each other. Think about knowing each other as work. And that's good work. Yeah, yeah. But think of it like it's something that's not going to happen unless you put your hand to the plow, right. unless you choose to dig. I think that's And I that's think important. it can
1: be hard for us too, right? Because we want, I think just by nature, we want to see that accomplishment. We want to see that success. Like, ah, I worked on our marriage and now it's good, right? Like there's no way to measure that. There's no way to like mm-hmm. just put that in a in a gratifying way, right? It's, it's more of your sewing a lot. And then you'll see kind of a change and you'll see the growth, you'll see the harvest, but that's not because you sowed the seed, right? It's just like, what does Paul say? Like we sowed, Apollos watered it, but God like made it grow. Only God makes it grow. Only God makes it grow. And so again, it's just that time and that attention. So I want to move on really quickly to home life and community because right now it's going to be really easy for us to be disconnected, I think, to the outside world in some ways we can very easily just kind of forget about like our community groups are not meeting. And so it's easy to just kind of like f- just take care of our own, right? And we're not called to that. And we're called to have fellowship with one another. We're called to live in the light with one another um at all times, not when there's not a pandemic or <laughs> not when there's I don't mean to laugh, sorry, not when there's um not when life is good, but we're called to live in community. And I right. think our home life and, and being in community, it's a place where we can see others' as home lives, right? Being exposed, like how they parent, how they deal with frustrations in their marriage, how they love each other through some of these difficult times. Um, and I'll read First John 5 or 1. Um, I don't know if I'll read all five verses, but it says yeah. this is the message we've heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So, There's a lot of verses more. There's a lot of verses more. um, Which is, again, time. Time allows us to confess sins to each other, right? Time allows us to... Um, mm. forgive each other and to walk that out. It's not just kind of a, yeah, I forgive you, that's fine, whatever, move on, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot to be had in that space.
0: Yeah, that's really good. So the community's hard, though. I mean, we have our neighbors, which we, right now it's, everybody's so um,
1: It's a critical time right critic, now. Yeah,
0: so paranoid about the virus <laughs> that like, we shout at them from across the street, how you guys doing? You holding up alright? <laughs> you know, and so it's it's a little bit awkward in that yeah. way. Um and as far as our church community, like the people who are in our vicinity, spiritually speaking, that we have relationships with, I've just been in touch with some of the guys yeah. just via text and yeah. you guys doing all right and how's your rhythms and just encouraging mm-hmm. um, as they're trying to figure out their new normal. And um,
1: Yeah, we've kind of, as wives, been voicing fears and things that we've been dealing with mm-hmm. and how we can pray for each other. And it's important, right? It's We don't just live this home life to... Be on our own. We're supposed to be a part of mm-hmm. of the body of Christ, and what that looks like is connecting with other families, and again, being exposed to ha- to their home life, and their and how we can maybe learn from that, you know, and disciple each other better through that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's good.
0: That's good. And and a lot of churches are obviously making that easy as well in terms of just the morning, like uh, Sunday morning stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the the digital streaming and all that. Yeah. Uh, I have mixed feelings about that because that's just how I am. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's just do home church then. Let's study a passage as a family and talk through it. And then it'll be 30 minutes long. Um, it, But at the same time, it Not feels everybody's like... Feels it feels equipped like, to
1: lead that though, too.
0: Right. And it's also a beautiful thing to say that the global church is simultane- simultaneously worshiping right. in the global church, but also our local churches yeah. all together in one, in like of one accord. Right we are worshiping together in that moment to a similar conductor who, who might be our pastor. Right. Yeah. And so that's a beautiful thing too. Maybe mm-hmm. I just sold myself on the idea. There you I don't go. know. Cause that, that doesn't happen. You can do home church all week if you want. Right. And so, yeah, go to your virtual church. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just
1: verbal change my tune there.
0: Just use wisdom and know that men and you know, parents and spouses, you're called to disciple each other. Husbands lead your, your family, Lead your wife well. Uh, and what I mean by that is just lead them into the word. If yeah. you've never been there, if you don't know how to go there, then get yourself a good study Bible. Amazon is still delivering. I got the ESV study Bible, and it's like blowing my mind. And I know people have been on that for years, for decades. And I'm like, why didn't I get this sooner? And Because I always kind of felt like I had to be able to mind the truth myself, but I'm realizing that, like, why? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, be encouraged. Uh, God gave you the family he gave you. He so gave you, the spouse The yes. spouse he gave you, because you're the one that 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 he assigned to that role of discipling each other and mm-hmm. loving your spouse in that way. Yeah, so. and I
1: would say just be gentle with each other at home, and if there are frustrations, talk about them as soon as you start feeling them, and don't let them don't let them fester. Just get no, them out good. because there's just going to be you're going to be more time together. It's going to feel more frustrating. So um, just see these as opportunities for you to grow in your relationship with each other and grow together and in the Lord. Um, so yeah, it can, it can look like doom and gloom, but with Jesus as our hope, there's just Mm -hmm. a massive opportunity for us to Mm -hmm. know him more and to share his love with those around us.
0: That's good. That's good. So you want, you mind praying for us? Sure. So did you do a couples conversation challenge? Or do we know? I
1: think that's pretty much everything okay. of like figure out your rhythms, look at your week okay lean into those those times of day like what is oh, somebody taught she's she's a baby sleeper person and she says something about like rigid um flexible schedules, but like rigid routines or something I don't know it's it's just kind of that play on words of like be flexible about your routines but try to keep them consistent you know don't be so rigid that you can't mm. enjoy them and and understand them so anyways um god thank you so much for your word thank you uh for this time and this season uh that we can help our hearts and our minds uh to see the opportunity that you've given us to learn to love each other more um to connect with each other in a new way and, God, to reach out to those around us. I pray that you would help us to be bold and to live confidently and assured in our faith. Um, and to not be afraid of the unknown, Father, but to rest in you and to be able to um, share your peace with others around us. God, I pray for all the marriages out there that uh, this might be affecting them uh, in a financial way or in a mm-hmm. uh, just a, a anxiety-driven way, God. I pray that you would be their peace, that this this would be an opportunity for them to... Um, experience more of your joy and peace, God, and an opportunity for them to learn to uh, trust you as their provision, Father, and um, help us all again to just uh, link arms and to prayerfully be considering one another during these times, um, and to be gentle with each other's hearts, Lord. We love you so much in your name, Amen. Mm.
0: Amen. Amen. As we're as we're as you're praying, I was thinking through the verse. Is it in Timothy? It says, "I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of."
1: I Power, should, love and a sound mind. Thank
0: you. The sound mind piece I think yeah. is really important, right? Power mm-hmm. and love, obviously important. A sound mind is seeing this whole thing with perspective, with godly perspective and with context, knowing that our home, our ultimate mm. our our citizenship is in is in heaven, is is with the kingdom king of Jesus Christ, and that's this world is very fragile yeah. and our hope is not in this world. Our hope is of another world. And, uh, I think that's a beautiful reminder. And the sound mind piece of that verse is re- is being reassured in your hope and telling your downcast soul to basically right. look up That's Psalm 42, <laughs> 43, look up. Like, yeah. why are you cast down on oh my soul? Yeah. Rejoice. And so I think that's what sound that's the sound mind piece. So go with peace, fierce husband, fierce wife. Uh, you're not alone. You have your Savior by your side. You are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, but you also have a community of believers who are who are living alongside you through this. And we're gonna we're gonna thrive in the middle of it. I think that much is true. Yeah, that we're gonna thrive. The more intentionally we live, the more we're gonna thrive. So anyway, um, as usual, uh, thank you for joining us for the Fierce Marriage Podcast. And this episode is... In the can. And we will see you in about seven days. But until then...
1: Stay fierce. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast.